Hey there, my name is Allie, and welcome to A Noble Earthquake, a podcast about California history. Have you ever flown into or out of San Francisco International Airport? If you have, you've probably noticed a few plexiglass cases here and there as you make your way through the terminals. But have you ever stopped to really look at those cases? Did you know they're actually museum exhibits? Did you know the airport has its own nationally accredited museum? Did I just blow your mind? Hopefully I didn't, but if I did, then you should think of an excuse to come to the Bay Area. And if you live here, you should go to the airport. I know, going to the airport if you don't have to sounds like probably the last thing you'd want to do right now, but there are dozens of exhibits you can see without even needing a ticket. If you haven't guessed by now, this week's episode of the podcast is all about the SFO Museum. Earlier this week, I had the opportunity to not only check out some of the exhibits, but get a behind-the-scenes tour of the museum with one of its curators, who just so happens to be an old supervisor from my first-ever museum internship back in Massachusetts. I was also given access to some of the research materials held at the Aviation Library, thanks to the museum's public engagement curator. The idea of having a museum in the airport space started in 1980, when the San Francisco Airport Commission partnered with the Fine Arts Museums of San Francisco to pilot an exhibition program in the airport. After its first year, the airport established a distinctive department within airport administration that would work to create museum spaces within each of the terminals. The museum was created with the simple yet profound idea of humanizing the airport environment which I think we can all agree, airport spaces are usually pretty dehumanizing. In 1999, the SFO Museum became the first and only museum in an airport to receive accreditation from the American Alliance of Museums, a national organization that supports and advocates for museums and historical organizations in the United States. The main collecting focus of the SFO Museum is the history of commercial aviation, This makes it different from museums like the National Air and Space Museum and the Museum of Flight, both of which have a much broader focus on both air and space. Because it's situated inside an airport in a city known for being a commercial airline hub, it only makes sense that the SFO Museum would choose a more narrow focus. They have hundreds of pieces of silverware from the days when airlines actually gave you real silverware. They have a collection of some of the most amazing airline bags I've ever seen. They have tons of paper materials like old ticket envelopes and calendars. Anything that you can think of that was a piece of ephemera from an airline, the SFO Museum probably has it. The Aviation Library and Louis A. Turpin Aviation Museum not only house the historical collection, but they also provide research services to literally anyone. If you want to do research at the library, all you have to do is make an appointment to meet with the research librarians. The strength of the collection, as I said, is focused on the history of commercial aviation, but there's also an emphasis on the West Coast and the Pacific region. When you walk into the Aviation Museum, which is on the departures level of the International Terminal, the first thing you'll notice is how radically different the space is when compared to the interior of the rest of the terminal. There's a reason for that. 
the design of the Aviation Museum was purposefully chosen as an adaptation of the airport waiting room from 1937. So they really want you to be completely immersed in this idea of going back in time and learning more about not only the history of SFO, but the history of aviation as it relates to uh, commercial flights. Much of the exhibit space on the first floor of the museum is dedicated to rotating exhibits. When I was there, they were just taking down the remains of the fashion in flight exhibit, which is all of these airline uniforms that flight attendants and uh, pilots would wear from like the 50s and 60s and 70s. And there are some really cool pieces. And a lot of them are actually digitized. So while you probably won't see them in the airport anymore, you can still go online and check them out. When you enter the museum, if you turn to your right towards the information desk, there's a fantastic permanent exhibit about the China Clipper, a flying boat that was made for Pan American Airways that took travelers from San Francisco to Hawaii and Manila. And this was some of the first transoceanic passenger flights across the Pacific. And you have to also make sure that you look up because there are some awesome large-scale models of various commercial aircraft floating in the air above your head, including a model of the China Clipper. In 1984, the San Francisco Chronicle described the SFO Museum as the, quote, biggest museum without walls in the world, with as many as 17 exhibits running at any one time. The Napa Register commented that the museum created, quote, unique shows that fill acres of otherwise austere and characterless airport space, which for a museum tasked with humanizing the airport environment is a pretty big win. From the information I gleaned while going through newspaper records at the museum last week, it really seems like curator Elsa Cameron was the brainchild behind the idea for the SFO Museum. Everything I've read about her has stated that she was once a curator for the Fine Arts Museums of San Francisco, which today encompasses the de Young Museum and the Legion of Honor, and that she partnered with the airport commission to test drive the idea of exhibition spaces within the greater airport space. And then once that test run was proven successful, she was brought on as curator of the SFO Museum. And I found an interesting quote from her while going through those articles. I don't know what newspaper or magazine this came from. I did some Googling when I got home and still couldn't find it. But the title of the article is called Art Invades America's Airports, and it was written by George Haymont. In the article, Cameron says of the visitor experience at the SFO Museum, quote, This is a whole different audience of people who do not feel as intimidated as some might by the standard museum environment. These travelers want literature, are willing to ask questions, and do not feel that they have to be art connoisseurs. And this quote really resonated with me because whether or not it means to be, it's a real critique of a typical art museum experience. You know, I've spent most of my life visiting museums, and let's not forget that I also have a degree in the field, but I still feel uncomfortable at most art museums. I don't know how to act. I feel like there's a chance that I might get yelled at because I'm looking at a painting in the wrong way or I'm leaning too close to an object. And that's never anything that anybody ever wants to feel. And that's actually something that a lot of art museums today are fighting against because people feel like they can't come because they don't know how to behave. Um, but that feeling of uneasiness, it rapidly dissipates at the SFO Museum. And it's, I've been trying to think of how to describe it, but you just kind of feel normal And I think it's this weird combination of the inherent stress that comes with going to the airport these days. You know, you get that buildup sometimes for days, 
and then you have to get past security and that can be stressful. And then you find a sense of calm because you got through security, you took your shoes off, you dumped your water bottle out, you, you got your belt off, everything was done, you got through, no big deal. And now you have like an hour and a half before your flight takes off and you can just relax. And at the SFO Museum, you get through all of that and then you walk through the terminal hallway and you can stumble upon any number of exhibits or pieces of public art. You might see the history of United Airlines, which is now on view in Terminal 3. You might learn about the history of the typewriter, which is on view in Terminal 2. Or you might see a beautiful contemporary art installation by Mandy Barker in Terminal 1. And museums, and particularly art museums, strive to be places of inspiration and connectivity, as well as providing respite from the daily stresses of life. And to be able to go into such a stressful environment and immediately be greeted with an art exhibit is a pretty amazing transition. So I would definitely say that the SFO Museum certainly succeeds in humanizing an otherwise dehumanized space. And on top of these curated exhibits, the airport also maintains a public art program supported by the San Francisco Arts Commission. This collection is generally site-specific, with the commission requesting works of, from artists for installation within the airport terminals. There are over 60 pieces of art between terminals 1, 2, and 3, and then another 17 commissioned and installed in the international terminal. And these artworks are all reflective of the unique character and culture of the Bay Area, which, considering the Bay Area is known for its artists and public works, it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> But how did the airport afford all of these major artworks? Like, dude, there's a Janet Eichelman in the airport. Come on. How did they afford it? This kind of blew my mind. The San Francisco Arts Commission has a 2% for art program called the Art Enrichment Ordinance that requires, quote, 2% of the gross construction costs of civic buildings, transportation improvement projects, new parks, and other above ground structures such as bridges be allocated for art. How amazing is that? Like, I'm sure other cities have similar ordinances, but it just seems so fitting in a city like San Francisco. And what is so fascinating about the SFO Museum is the rigorous exhibition schedule they keep. It's far more expansive than other museums. Typically, a museum will be made up of mostly permanent exhibits that, once installed, tend to stay the way they are except for minor updates to text labels. And in some museums, you're lucky to even get that. But that isn't the case at SFO. The airport has enough frequent flyers that the museum has to keep exhibits fresh, rotating throughout each of its gallery spaces. And of course, installing those exhibits is no easy feat. In a typical museum setting, employees can take their time working within a closed-off special exhibits gallery, which is far from the public eye. But as we've established, the SFO museum is no typical museum. If you fly through Terminal 3 sometime between now and March, you'll see the exhibit Flying the Main Line, A History of United Airlines, and you'll see that the exhibit cases are situated in the main terminal walkway between the people movers, but you can't close that hallway down to install an exhibit because it's a public space that needs to be kept accessible at all times. There's no way to close that down for exhibit setup. Instead, each exhibit is given a test run in the museum's workshop space, created up according to what's going in each case, and installed in one day in the airport gallery space. 
which is crazy. Like I've been at museums where it's taken a couple of months to install an exhibit and even afterwards there are still things that need to be changed or touched up or fixed or removed and the SFO museum has it down to a science and it's wonderful. But aren't museums supposed to be places for anyone to visit? Like, how is it fair that only people with tickets can see all of these cool exhibits? The most expensive museum admission ever. Ha, no. I mentioned this at the top of the episode, but it bears repeating. Out of the 25 galleries, 16 of the exhibit spaces at the SFO Museum are pre-security so anybody can visit them. And if you really want to see the post-security exhibits without buying a plane ticket, you can set up an appointment with the museum to see those exhibits. Because the museum's collecting focus is on the history of commercial aviation, most of the exhibits on display throughout the airport are collections loaned from other area museums and organizations. Not only does this allow for the SFO museum to have limitless opportunities for exhibition ideas, but it also gives other area museums an opportunity to reach a broader audience than they really otherwise would. It's a fantastic example of museums helping each other out and really collaborating to share the best of their collections. For example, the exhibition The Typewriter and Innovation in Writing was made possible because it borrows objects from the Computer History Museum, History San Jose, the Joe Welsh American Antique Museum, the Museum of American Heritage, as well as several private lenders. The kids' spot in the departures area of Terminal 2 is a play area that also features interactive weather elements from the Exploratorium. So really, not only does the SFO Museum showcase some of the best of its own collection, it also gives a signal boost to other museums in the area. So everybody wins. But how do you even begin to gauge visitation and engagement every year in a space like an airport when there's over 50 million travelers coming in and out every year? It seems impossible. And while it is hard to gauge the impact of the exhibits on visitors, a 2013 hyperallergic article about the SFO Museum estimated that roughly 10% of the airport visitors interact with the museum exhibits, which is a level most other art museums can only dream of achieving. That is a huge amount of people interacting with your galleries every day. When I was in the United Terminal looking at the History of United Airlines exhibit, there were actually a few United Airlines employees taking the time to go through and look at those cases in detail. And it's great to hear the curator talk about how all of these United Airlines employees telling the museum how how wonderful it is to learn more about the history of their company from a a museum space within an airport. I can only imagine working for a company like that, getting off the plane and being like, oh my God, this, like, now I can engage with my passengers in a way that I've never been able to engage with them before. Like, how cool is this? I, I could go on about the coolness of this, but I won't. So in addition to the large gallery spaces, the SFO Museum also maintains educational programming for school groups visiting the airport and runs a student art show every year in conjunction with local Bay Area schools, which is an amazing way to show off your art if you're a student. Also no pressure, because you're gonna get millions of people checking your art out. (laughs) There are also several photography galleries throughout the airport, and a newly installed video arts program located in the departures level of the International Wing. It's very cool. It just opened. If you have a long layover or you're waiting for somebody to arrive, highly recommend checking out the video arts gallery. 
The mission of the SFO Museum is to provide a range of exhibitions and educational programs, collectively represent the diversity of human achievement, enrich the public experience, and differentiate SFO from other airports. I can say 100% definitively, the SFO Museum goes above and beyond in achieving its mission. Not only does the central collecting focus of the museum shine in its aviation library exhibit space, but because the museum so heavily borrows from other collections, it is able to share and represent the diversity of experiences and achievements that the human race has accomplished while also sharing the wealth of other museum collections. It is truly a world-class museum situated in a world-class airport, and I cannot encourage you enough to visit. Like, seriously, take the Pittsburgh Bay Point or Mill Bay BART and go check it out. You'll get off in the International Terminal and you'll immediately see this wonderful arts and crafts exhibit. So please go. It's it's the cost of a BART ride. So that's going to do it for this episode of A Noble Earthquake. Thanks again for joining me. I want to say a very, very special thank you to Belinda Lee and Sam Scott of the SFO Museum for giving me a great tour and for helping me with some of the research for this episode. It was a treat to be able to get an in-depth view of the museum. And I'm also sorry I forgot to dump my water bottle out before going through security. (laughs) As always, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Overcast, and other fine podcasting apps. If you'd be so kind, I'd love it if you left me a review on iTunes. If you have questions or comments about this episode or have suggestions for a future episode, you can send them to me on the podcast Facebook page, tweet me at NobleEarthquake, or email me at anobleearthquake at gmail.com. Thanks again to Marcos Bolanos for the intro and outro music to the podcast, and stay tuned for next month's episodes. <laughs>